There's going to be a moment when you finish a huge marketing push for a novel that you've released out into the world. And that's going to be the moment when you realize that your inspiration is starting to ebb. You have been busting your tail to get the book into as many readers' hands as possible. And you have done better than ever before. More readers have read this book than any book you've ever published. Maybe it's your first book and you're really excited about the number of readers that have read. And listen, you're never going to quit completely marketing a book, but you are going to move from one book to the next. There's going to be a distinct moment where you stop marketing book A to market book B. And I'm telling you, in that moment, you are going to feel a temptation to give into an uninspired mindset. We're going to talk today about how to avoid that and the things you can do to beat the malaise. Hey, I'm the reluctant book marketer, and I've got just one question for you. Do you see your novel as a million-dollar asset? Because if you don't, and you want to, you're in the right place. This is the only show for novelists who want to shift their mindset away from fear and toward abundance. Because you can sell more books than you ever dreamed when you believe in what you're doing. If you've ever noticed, I drink a lot of coffee. I love coffee. And I love writer's block coffee. They are the official coffee of the reluctant book marketer. And if you want to support this show while drinking the best coffee on the market and getting a 10% discount that you can't get anywhere else, check the show notes. Same goes for the writer's glove. We're getting into the fall. It's kind of cold. Your fingers are going to be freezing when you're writing, especially if you live in a drafty old house like this. Writer's glove. It is the only writer's glove out there. It is patent pending and it is an amazing product okay it's not the fingerless glove because well your little fingers still get cold in a fingerless glove no it is a full-on glove that keeps your hands nice and toasty so you don't have to think about how cold your hands are and you can focus on how awesome your story is you finish that big project okay and it has come to an end now you are moving forward into the next big marketing project you're ready to get that next book out there. It's written, it's published, it's set to go. The world wants to meet it. And you can't use the same tactics. Tactics, tactics, tactics. You can't use the same tactics anymore. What you can do is figure something new out. But in that moment of transition, you feel weary. You feel tired. I don't know what's going to work. And I honestly, I'm, I'm not sure of myself. Those feelings are common to all of us. Those feelings are common to everybody from Stephen King to Dennis Johnson to Haruki Murakami to Daniel Steele. If you are a writer, you've had moments where you don't know what the next thing is. How do you think it felt to Stephen King when he had to transition from being the master of horror to being a literary writer? I bet he had a chip on his shoulder for a while because he didn't know how to move forward and be somebody accepted by the literary community. You're going to feel that. You're going to feel that in a way when you are transitioning from something that killed it to the next thing. And I recently finished a really big marketing project. I had spent about a month reaching out to all of my friends and followers on Twitter 
talking to them about my show. And it was a blast. It worked really well. I had pushed through all of the fears that people were going to hate me for doing it, that people were going to unfollow me, that people were going to block me, that people were going to report me. Most of you who are listening right now are listening as a result of that huge marketing push that I did. And I, I grew my show from being in the top 10% of podcasts, which is not great, to being in the top 3% of podcasts, which is really great. There was so much surge and it was so exciting. But to see now that I'm done with that and I need to move into the next thing, feel like I'm shutting down. You felt that before. You don't, you, you've tried some things, you've, you've had a few readings, you've had a few outreaches, you've done maybe some digital podcasts, maybe you've gone and mingled with librarians at libraries, maybe you've partnered with bookshops. I don't know all the different things you've done. Hopefully, you've knocked on some doors. That, by the way, is a tried and true evergreen tactic for selling books that almost nobody recommends anymore, and you wonder why the literary industry is dying audiobooks would be another great way to market. That's just the tip. I liken the moment when you transition from a huge marketing success, something that works well for you into the next thing, like a race. You're running a marathon. You're very tired. It's mile 18. You want to drink a little bit of water. Everybody who talks about running will tell you, don't stop. If you get a glass of water, slap it off the table, keep running. Because the moment you stop completely, your muscles go into protective mode. Your body wants itself to be healed and it thinks, it's trying to preserve you that it needs to stabilize all of these torn muscles that you have created on the 18 miles you've already run. All of the stressed tendons, all of the ligaments that are in high alert. And it tightens you up constricts you. If you stop, you sit down to drink that glass of water, sorry, but you're probably not going to finish. It's already hard enough mentally to do this whole race. Don't stop and make it harder on yourself. Keep moving. If you need a moment to have a drink, have a drink. I don't know metaphorically exactly what that is with marketing. If you need a moment to make it more playful, to have more fun, do that. I think it would be likened to getting on a different social media channel and playing around a little bit, or maybe using your traditional social media to play around a little bit, but keep it focused, keep it moving toward the basic idea that you want everyone on planet earth to know your face, to know your voice, to know your writing style. You want people to use your last name, the same way that they use Charles Dickens, okay? It's, oh, that writing is so Dickensian. You want people to say, hmm, that passage is a very Sperlingian passage. Whew, I don't have a good last name for doing the whole Dickensian thing, but you get the point. Maybe they say it's like a Jodinian. Jodinian. <laughs> Moving on. So <laughs> you, you want to do something. And that's the point here. It may seem really small, but you have to use some kind of tactic. I can't say the word tactic. This is the second time, by the way, I've recorded this because the first time was total bomb. And so tactic, I said it wrong the last time too. Tactic, you want to find a tactic, a technique. You want to use something to uh, keep you moving forward. Don't take your foot off the gas. That is the theme here is keep moving. If you keep moving, you will succeed. You will thrive. If you stop moving, there's another word for that, and it's called quit, okay? You quit the last project, and you expect yourself to start the next project? Not likely. Not likely at all. And if you don't trust me, know that almost nobody is known as an author. 
almost nobody is known as an author because almost everybody stops after the first effort before getting into the next one. Keep moving. You're going to fail here. Everybody fails here. Everybody makes a mistake. Radiohead recorded OK Computer and it was a brilliant album. Then they went on to do the Benz and the Benz was really good. And there's probably other albums in between there. But then they did Kid A. And they, they switched it up big time. I'll tell you two things. They didn't stop moving, but also, I don't care who you are, Kid A was a bomb. It was a horrible album. There's going to be a bunch of mad Radiohead fans out there, but sorry, it was a bad album. They went from there to do Amnesiac, which was kind of a rebound. It was a little bit better. It was sort of refining of that sound. And, and then In Rainbows. And In Rainbows is the moment where you realize, okay, here we've got greatness on our hands. We have a band that has embraced changing from one thing to another. Beautiful marketing that they did. They caught the moment better than almost any band out there. I would say U2 would be the next kind of best getting their album on iPhones. That was brilliant. That was really good marketing. And I'm, I know I'm talking about music right now, but it's because I want I want this this visceral, quick feeling of, of transition. Let's talk about Stephen King from, from the master of horror to being literary. That is a crazy shift. That would be like Joanna Lindsay shifting from like really, uh, what is it, clean romance type of novels to going like erotica or totally switching and being in horror or thriller or something. I mean, it, it's doable. I would love if Joanna Lindsay would switch from clean romance to thrillers. Um, Blood and Guts from Joanna Lindsay would be a really cool transition. It would, it would actually ignite a lot of interest, but she would lose a huge fan base. She keeps moving. She could have a Radiohead moment. She could surprise the world. I know that there are authors out there who try to do this all the time. And they resent the readers who don't follow them because they didn't push hard enough. They didn't worry about that transition long enough. They, they got angry because they're like, hey, this worked. Why won't you follow me here? We're getting a little bit off track. But what I want to say to you is that whatever you do, as long as you stay in motion and people continue to talk about you because you stay in their face, you stay relevant, in, in your face is a good thing. Right? You have kids, maybe you've seen kids before. Kids get in your face. They want your attention. As much as it may feel a little bit annoying, it's a really good thing. It's what makes you love kids is that they're in your face loud all the time. Like, hey, right here, okay, I'm in your face. Stop thinking it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. Get in people's face and stay in their face. Make sure you brush your teeth though. Have you ever wondered how I do what I do on Twitter? Speaking of being in your face all the time, I bet you, you get tired of seeing my tweets. In fact, I had a guy the other day direct message me and be like, hey, I had to block you because I, frankly, you ask too many questions. And I was like, yes, that is awesome. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people who can't escape me. You, you might not love me, but if you can't escape me, I'm doing my job well, and you should be doing the same thing. And I'm going to say should until the day I die, by the way. I'm going to say should because there are things you should do if you want to be successful. And if you don't want to be successful as an author and sell a million copies of your book, there are other podcasts out there that will coddle you and tell you that it's okay to only sell 3,000 copies of your book. No problem. And <laughs> let's be honest, it is okay. It's just a level that I would never be satisfied with. And for as hard as I work to sell 3,000 copies of any book and be done with that book, you can't, you can't convince me that that would feel good. I could negotiate with myself and give myself reasons why I could make excuses. Oh, well, there's not readers anymore. You know, people just don't read the way they used to. There's too much competition out there. Listen, the competition is crap. 
The competition is crap. People are self-publishing novels that they didn't professionally edit, that they didn't have professional cover design done for. They're, 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 they're publishing to Amazon exclusively. They're using Vella. They're using or Vellum, whatever the heck it's Vella. Vellum's cool, by the way. They don't sponsor me yet, but they should. Um, there are some really, really crappy authors out there. That's not competition. That's noise. That is uh, digital garbage. Have a look at some people's website. Be honest with yourself. Don't compare. You don't need to compare, but just have a look at some people's website who, who are authors. One, they don't tell you how to get in touch with them. Two, they don't tell you how to find them. Three, you wouldn't even know it existed. I mean, good grief. If you happen to stumble upon it, you're like, this, this is just taking up like whatever particles in the atmosphere hold websites. I, that science doesn't make any sense to me. I use SocialDog for Twitter. I use SocialDog. They are a sponsor of this show, or I guess they are an affiliate of this show. I'm affiliate. I have an affiliate link. It's an affiliate partnership that I have with SocialDog. If you click on the link in the show notes and sign up to use SocialDog to up your Twitter game from here to 10,000%, you will not regret it, and you'll be supporting this show. So please check out SocialDog. I use it to schedule all of my tweets. I use it to monitor keywords so I can stay relevant in conversations that are happening around me. I use it to find new people who are relevant to me. I use it to find out who quit Twitter and isn't using it at all anymore because those people don't need to be around me. I use it to find out who's really onto something so that I never miss important trends. If you like what I'm doing on Twitter, you're going to love SocialDog because they're the ones who help me do it at this level. Let's wrap it up. You need to stay in motion. You need to market. And it's not just your book. If you listen to my previous episode with Thomas J. Beleza, I would remind you what he said. Marketing a brand is different than marketing a book. So you should always have brand marketing going on, but you should also market books. Do both. Brand market, book market. And the book marketing pushes are always going to be the ones that tire you out because they're going to be when you get super hyper-focused on one thing and you see the results and you see the success and it is instantaneous. You did it right or you did it wrong. The correction is quick. Brand marketing is slow. So when you shift out of that book marketing back into brand marketing, you're going to have that moment of pause where you want to stop, have the drink, muscles tighten up, Everything goes into a crap bag. Take Thomas J. Beleza's advice. Market your brand. Don't stop. It's a great time to experiment and test. But listen, hey, tell me in the comments. Shoot me an email. Let me know somehow. What do you think is the best way that you've transitioned to book marketing to brand marketing? If you've got a great idea, share it with the community. Or feel free to email me directly, jodyjsperling at gmail.com. And thank you so much for being a listener of this show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a big favor right now. Click on the follow button in whatever podcast app you're listening on. That way you'll get notifications every time I drop a new episode. And if you still can't get enough, you can go to the show notes, click the link for my newsletter, and sign up today. I'll give you one to two interesting pieces of content every single month that you won't hear on the podcast or find laying around on the internet.